Tiffany. It's Isa. And I'm also Tiffany. And this is The Last Tiffany. And this is Tit Talks, a podcast for modern women living in a mama world. Tit Talks. We have a really special episode for you today to close out our second season. So special, in fact, that we brought on a few guests to make the episode even better. So please welcome to the show our very own Tit Talks fam, Hot Mamas, Jeanette, Rose, and Maureen. They have been with us since day one, actually since before day one. And not um, only are we so appreciative of your support, but we are so impressed with what you guys do every day. Um, as activists and for mothers, modern women who do it all. So Jay, Maureen, and Rose, please tell us all about yourselves. Okay, I guess I'll go first. Um, my name is Rose. I first was introduced to you four beautiful ladies, my friend Tiffany, who I call Tiki. Um, we've known each other for a long, long time. <laughs> but um, so we live in Monterey Park not that far from each other just like a five minute car ride away so it's been really awesome living in the same place as her because when I was 18 I left and I went to NYU and then I spent a year in London and then I lived in China and then back to London and only about five years ago I moved back to LA so um, luckily we remained friends that whole time and it's been really great to experience um, motherhood here and just see Tiffany become such a great mother it's it's been really nice to watch and also just to be here for her to pursue her creative pursuits as well and just to witness that this has been good too but sorry this was supposed to be about me um <laughs> that's so sweet about all my love for tt <laughs> i just love tt so much but um about me it's hard i have i literally haven't had a job in six years and in the uk when you have a baby you go on maternity leave and you get a whole year paid and after that year i was like i'm not going back so um figure something out husband and, we did. and i've been a stay-at-home mom since and i've done other side projects and things but you know since the pandemic it's been a bit tough to do that and now I am a homeschool teacher and mom full-time so that's been my adventure for the past I don't know what how long it's been I don't remember it's been forever and then one of the feet because you're too humble to self-promote uh, she did have a business called sign and sing baby which is based, <laughs> which is based on introdu- uh, introducing language at a young age which was a huge resource in our community and she is a community mm-hmm. activist so Rose does a lot for the city. That's true. I was president of the Moms Club of Monterey Park in Alhambra as well. That was really good to come here and feel like we could make a community in Monterey Park because, you know, it's so suburban and it feels so disjointed sometimes, but actually like it, it got to the point where I would go to the library and always see someone I knew or go to the park and bump into someone and it felt really nice. Thank you for being here. Welcome. <laughs> Maureen, since you're unmuted already. Hi, my name is Maureen. Uh, let's see. I would like to go along the ways to introduce myself the same way as Rose. So I know the Tiffany's through Isa, and I'm sure I met them in one of the many parties they've thrown. And I guess that's how um, I continue to 
um, got along with her. And then to find out that she she's my now new neighbor is amazing. Basically, that's the little introduction. And um, I have followed TikTok since the beginning. And mostly when I'm about to go to sleep or doing the laundry. So I can have a little chuckle here and there. So it doesn't seem like all chore. Currently, I am working at a huge facility and doing a message nursing. And um, that's pretty much it. I have two little kids. They're under five. They're about two years apart. And currently engaged, waiting for that wedding date. Um, We shall see pretty much it. (laughs) Maureen, you are one of our heroes because you are a nurse. And then also your fiance is a nurse. So, you know, thank you. Thank for you. what you've been doing this whole pandemic because it's you know a lot and also we have teachers here too which is you know, another essential person to making this world go around especially in the pandemic thank you Jeanette. hi guys so i'm Jeanette, and but i really go by jay <laughs> um as a latina i never understood why my mom named me Jeanette when she can't even pronounce it herself so my whole family has always called me jay because they can't pronounce Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I met all these lovely ladies of TikToks at UCLA via Issa. Issa and I were dorm neighbors our freshman year in college. And that is a very fun story because um, she was not very fond of me when she I was not. <laughs> Don't talk to Jake. <laughs> she knocked um, on my door and was like, hi, I'm your neighbor. And I was like, she's too friendly. <laughs> That's literally her reason for not liking me. But I won her over and um, we become sisters and family over time. And I couldn't imagine life without her. And because I couldn't imagine life without her and her family, you guys are part of that family. And you've become part of mine as well throughout the years. So I love you all. And it's so great to be here today. I am the farthest one away from you guys in on this call. I am currently in Arizona, which is a recently flipped state. very excited about that I am a former teacher currently working as a counselor at an elementary school where my focus is on the social emotional development of our students our children and teaching them mindfulness and social skills and everything social emotional that they need to build a strong foundation to be able to identify their feelings and cope with their feelings and grow in empathy and just learn to build uh, solid relationships with each other. I'm a personal trainer on the side. I have a little company called Cinnamon Goods, um, which is super fun. And yeah, I just, I'm really excited to be here today. So thanks for having me. Jeanette, I have to apologize because I thought I knew the story of you and Isa. And for some reason, I thought it had to do with Jake, but it was, no. I thought it was because you were talking to Jake, but it was because she was too friendly. It was like something along <laughs> Not at all. Like, I don't even think Jake was there. Part of that also, I just have to put in, was her. Her roommates would fight all the time, and I thought it was her. So I was like, I don't want to be, I don't have that drama. But it wasn't her. It wasn't her. It was had nothing to do with it. And they now it's this beautiful it. friendship. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that, Chuk. I was wondering why you yelled out Jake randomly. What's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> a friendliness factor, and I needed to wear a <laughs> Well, so with that said, Jay, Rose, Maureen, thank you guys so much um, for joining us. 
You know, just to re-echo what Issa already said, you guys have really been supporters from the beginning and we can't thank you guys enough. I think, you know, with your backgrounds and education and being frontline essential workers, you guys are going to add so much to this dynamic conversation we're about to have. So thank you again for being here. We appreciate it. Okay. So today's episode will feature some discussion about one, our season highlight, two, what the heck is going on with our government, and three, the pandemic and how it continues to rage on. Also, how it has affected our roles as mothers, educators, and responsible human beings. So yeah. that's, that's a lot of stuff to discuss, so I can't wait to get into it. Um, starting with our season, or season two, we have had our share of fun and serious topics this season from raising compassionate children, to travel, to food, to a really great episode on mental health. It's been a serious learning experience and we're really thankful for all the feedback that we've gotten. Um, so I'd love to hear from you, any of you ladies, what were some of the highlights of this season? I'm, I'm gonna go just to avoid the awkward pause. <laughs> So we launched a spinoff series, which was really rooted in empowering and sharing the stories of female entrepreneurs. And that was called How She Built This. That's been great because we also were able to kind of expand, the, I suppose, the footprint of Guilford Green from our dear sorority sister, Daisy Quo, which, you know, we love her, obviously. So that was fantastic. But I think just the whole season was a, a culmination of all the things we didn't get to talk about in season, in season one. But one of my fave memories is probably girl talk <laughs> which was Issa's idea and it was just such a fun episode so watching fun. uh chook booty shake and just all the the questions and digging deeper about each other and learning more about each other which we've learned this whole journey has been about and it just brought us closer together so that's for me my highlight so I totally agree uh, I I loved girl talk and it was the last time I saw you and Issa in real life, before this whole thing really took a spike, Issa's idea for the mukbang, that was awesome. I loved eating ice cream with you. Like, okay, you know, time to take a bite of a new flavor. Like, I can do this. I can take a bite of ice cream. Thank you for bringing out of me out of my shell and making me... Um, booty pop. Booty pop. <laughs> which I knew I was gonna pick I, I knew it was gonna be me when we had to pick names out of the jar for that but yeah at least you got the wig <laughs> <laughs> which I'm I'm about to just wear wigs like with this pandemic just to have fun <laughs> just see what people have to say have a conversation piece yes yeah, do yes, it yes I think my favorite part was definitely getting to know you guys more but also seeing like people's engagement and interactions because we started at this probably thinking like not even our friends would listen to us <laughs> so to see comments to get text messages um for people saying like oh I feel like I'm hanging out with you or oh I never knew that about you I think that was really fun I'm gonna also I'm gonna chime in one more time this season was really guest heavy which I thought was so great because Tilo networking Meeting all these great people like Dr. Cho. I love everyone. Oh my gosh. I, I love all our friends. I just want to throw that out there. You guys have really created like a community during this time when it was needed the most. So it was like always really neat to be able to 
listen to you, see you, like for the Grill Talk episode was super duper fun. Um, It made me feel like I was connected and in the living room with you girls, like just hanging out with my girlfriends. And I opened up a drink and I was like, I'm going to drink with them. I wish I had the food too, but you know. Um, So I'm just really proud of you girls because you truly have exceeded any expectations on what you could possibly create, especially during such difficult times. Like you really have created this community of like-minded individuals and we're here to continue to support you guys because you guys are doing amazing things so keep it up ladies thank you thank you thank you i think rose had a comment next oh yeah i was just gonna say as a listener i think the parts i like the most is when i discover something new about you guys well like the three the other two tips anisa i don't know that well definitely just party interactions previously to this um but it's been very interesting. I'm like, wow, they're so deep. Oh my gosh, they've been through so much. They're so smart. (laughs) When I'm listening to episodes, it's so cool. And then when I learn things about TT, I'm like, how do I not know that? Like, what? She's gonna write a novel? That's amazing. (laughs) I know. It's just like really fun to discover. But for me, I, this season, I really liked the episodes raising compassionate children and I thought your mental health episode was very very necessary to hear especially as a mother and like what you know basically all four of you went through mental health issues and it's like every single mother goes through mental health issues you know it's not easy and and also I think you know sometimes you don't realize you're going through it until you know you look back and you're like oh actually I was really depressed (laughs) so it like it was really brave of you guys to share your experiences and I in particular enjoyed hearing about um Issa and just the grounding exercises you did and knowing that you had to go and be in a group and I thought that was really inspiring and thank you thank you guys (laughs) um well I just basically want to generalize and that despite how many years you guys have known each other it's feels like every episode you're getting to know each other better or continue to push each other to grow even better um i love that i can connect and i don't feel alone and you know in the despite what's going on so i just really appreciate your honesty and how you guys are just pretty much your rawness out there Wow, I have to say I really appreciate all of that because I think maybe just from my perspective when we're done, sometimes I feel like we didn't go deep enough or I wasn't as vulnerable as I could be. So that makes me so happy. Thank you guys all so much for sharing and really helping to uplift this community because that's what you're doing as listeners and participants. So with that said, we're going to move on to one of the topics that's obviously pertinent to us all, which is pandemic motherhood. Man, it is it has been a year and <laughs> and you know, many of us have had our children home with us for a portion of the year or if not all the year. And I think we had some hope that 2021 was going to be a little bit better and then the first <laughs> the first 6 days just proved us wrong real fast. But within that, there have definitely been rays of light, i.e. the blue wave descending upon Georgia, which woohoo. But, um, you know, I really want to kind of give you guys space to share like what, what it's been like being a mother in the pandemic. For me, I basically hit a wall in December between the work stress and just the culmination of having the kids home all year. Um, I'm an introvert. And what I realized was like, shit, nobody leaves this house. I actually don't get that time to myself where I used to drive to work or drive to a store and I could just 
be alone in my thoughts. I don't have that. Like even when I'm exercising, I'm worried about what this kid is doing or what the other kid is doing. So I think, you know, some of you may, may be able to appreciate that sentiment, but I'd love to hear your guys' stories, maybe as mothers and also how that's tied into your profession about, you know, how you've navigated this past year. Maybe Jeanette, do you want to start as a, as an educator and a counselor? Sure. It's been hard. And I think that's like the consensus, right? Like for all of us in different ways, regardless of whatever, our situation is at home or in the workplace, being a mom is just hard, right? Mamahood is just the most difficult, beautiful journey you could ever be on. Right. It's hard without the pandemic. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's just like flat line, baseline. And then being home 24 seven. And we're a very active, busy family uh, pre pandemic. Uh, my kids have always been in I have a seven year old son, Oliver and a three year old daughter, Luna. <laughs> and they've been very active gymnastics and dance classes and sports and after school activities. And then all of a sudden, everything came to a halt. And for us, it's been locally we are the only family that I know that have been this strict about the pandemic because my husband is has pre-existing conditions so it makes him very high risk so we are very much have been on lockdown since March when things calmed down for a little bit we were able to safely socialize but then that quickly was put to a halt so it's been really difficult I think that it has required a lot of patience, a lot of self-analyzing, a lot of perspective. Because in the past, I would constantly think, I wish I had more time. If only I had more time, right? Because we were so busy. And then I gained all that time. And I did get to see the things that I never got to see before. Um, with my son, Oliver, him taking maybe when he tried a first food or took a, a step or just did something innovative and new as he was growing, I missed all that. And someone would have to tell me what he did. And then now all of a sudden I get to see those things. Like they've grown out of shoe sizes and um, have gotten into a new size of clothes. And it's like those very minuscule things that keep our perspective, right? And we're like, wow, we're so lucky we get to see this. With working at home, because I do work in the mental health field specifically for children, I had no idea how much they were listening in while I'm teaching, while I'm having my counseling sessions. And my children are just so self-aware and empathetic. They've also, though, on the flip side, have recently started fighting with each other, which is the most annoying thing in the world. And no one prepared me for that. I had no idea. <laughs> They're fighting they over Zoom. Huh? They're fighting over Zoom? No, just in general. So I'm teaching, right, a counseling skill, and then I can hear them. And I'm like, oh, my God, you guys are literally fighting with each other. But oh, your time, kids. Oliver yeah, and Luna. My, my <laughs> own children, Oliver and Luna, have started fighting. I wasn't prepared for that. I feel so, you on that one. It's rough. Yeah. I had, I assumed because they had made it this far that they were good. I don't know, you know, we're all signed that we're all done. Right. I just feel like every day we are first time moms, right? We don't know what it's like to have our children this day. It changes every day. Um, So it's been, it's great and a blessing, but so hard and difficult. And for me, I'm a very, I'm an extrovert. I'm a very social person. I'm like every, I bought a house thinking it would be filled with people all the time. And you know, that hasn't happened. So on a personal level, it's been really difficult for me, but it's a balance. And I just keep thinking as long as we are safe and healthy, that's the biggest blessings that we could ask for. 
thank you for sharing that. And you know, you're right. Perspective is everything. That's all we have um, to navigate this. <laughs> well, I've continued breaking since the pandemic. If anything, the only change that I've noticed or the biggest change I've noticed is I have not gone to the grocery store or even Target. Everything's online. And the few days I have gone, I felt like I'm like, oh, wow, everything's so new. But as soon as I see people come in, coming in, more people coming in, I'm like, I'm going, I'm going. So yeah, the day-to-day things that normally has been done is on hold, which is totally fine and I totally understand. But it has been difficult for me because I feel that I still have my job and, you know, to see all these things like when the unemployment rise, like it's been very hard to be happy for a long time. I just have bouts of happiness and then all of a sudden I see something else I'm like, and how many people are affected by this pandemic. But what has keep kept me grounded is pretty much just looking at my crazy little kids and, you know, and that I have a good support system. And also, funny enough, my coworkers, knowing that at least going to work, things are kind of normal, even though in the back of it, it's really not. But. Yeah, and you, you share because you work, you know, on the front lines, like you carry a very heavy weight with you because you're seeing it firsthand. Is that something you feel like you've actually struggled with in terms of like how you bring that home and how you process that with your children around? Yes, it is because at work it take, it requires a lot of patience and understanding and it's different, you know, you can't really like show emotion or like frustration because you are the advocate of the, the members and patients out there. So as I get home, my patients are is pretty much like gone. So I kind of have to step back sometimes and just just take me time. I've actually told my, my kids, it's me time right now. I need my space. So they are well aware of that phrase and they understand luckily because I've taught them at early on that you need your space. That's been helpful for me. I appreciate you sharing, Maureen, because Thank I think that, yeah, I think that we don't hear these. I mean, we do see it in the news, but we don't hear that mother perspective also as a nurse, you know, and, and how it's affecting you. And I can feel it, you know, how it's affecting you. And so just thank you for being vulnerable here. Thank you. Thank you for your service. I know. It's for all of you. <laughs> so selfless. Like I, I just, I, I also heard from another nurse friend that really your camaraderie with your coworkers is so strong because nobody else can really understand what's going on. Like you see it every day and we think we see it, we expose ourselves to it, but you physically see what is going on. And so hats off to you and your coworkers and everybody else. I see how much you guys all support each other. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I think we have one more share. The main, I would just want to say the main um, feeling I felt the most, I think, during this pandemic is guilt, you know, because I am, I didn't have to leave a job, you know, I mean, I, my life changed and it was actually going to be the time in my life where I finally got my independence back. Um, I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old and since I haven't been working for a while, it was finally going to be, oh, they're the age where they can spend more time in school. I can have some freedom. You know, the first half of the year I was getting to go do yoga. I was like, oh, I'm finally that mom I wanted to be going to yoga, getting my coffee, (laughs) living my life. And then I was like, and then, I mean, I saw this coming because I spent time in China and one of my friends there was in Wuhan during the lockdown and I was Skyping her every night to try to keep her sane because 
our lockdown is a little bit more serious than our lockdown. <laughs> and I was like, guys, pandemic's coming. What's the plan? And here we are. <laughs> there was no plan. Yeah, it's true. And um, I tell her this all the time. Like Rose was the first one to actually get really, really alarmed at the end of January. And she would text us. And, you know, there, there really wasn't any sense of urgency or anxiety from our group chat. But she was like, oh my gosh, guys, I feel, I feel like this is going to be really bad. Once it hits the US, it's going to be like uncontrollable. If only I had invested in Zoom, I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> if only we all knew Zoom would take only. off. Should have been more thoughtful. But um, so yeah, I think the guilt is basically from the fact that we have been healthy. We have been happy. Yes, I've definitely had mental health struggles because like you said, there's no space ever. You know, I have my boys who want to be with me while I'm on the toilet, you know, at all times. And just like, go away, leave me alone. So what's really helped is podcasts and especially like therapy podcasts and getting time to do physical activity and yoga has changed my life. <laughs> and I think you know, one of the big things I've learned as a mom is that no one is going to sign your permission slip. So if you need that time, you have to ask for it and advocate for it. And I'm incredibly fortunate because I have a partner that's so supportive and I can just say, hey, I need this hour. Like the kids are watching TV. Bye. It's actually my life is some things have gotten better. Like he's here to cook dinner every night. I used to feed my kids all alone. And yeah, but I think, you know, just just being overwhelmed by the news and social media and this right. dystopia we live in has been very, yes. very hard for sure. Yeah. And trying to shelter your kids from that at the same time, not hide it from them. It's just this minefield and yeah, just doing the best we can and homeschooling as well. So that's been great. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the SCOBY Cervantes School for the Gifted? Oh yeah. My, my school is called the School for the Gifted because <laughs> obviously my babies are. <laughs> yeah. I basically when a month into the pandemic, we opened up our bubble to my sister and her daughters because they were very, very, they were struggling. And my sister and her husband both work. So I, it started with um, summer camp. And I said, you know, you can drop your daughters off. And I planned random activities for them. And I enlisted the help of family members who one day each week would phone in and teach a class on Zoom. So that was cool. Like my in-laws taught, what did, uh, Grampy Steve taught science, Nana Sue taught world cultures, and my little sister taught music. And it was, it was fun. And it's kind of just been this adventure. And starting in September, I decided not to have my son go back to school on Zoom because we tried it in March. He's a, he was a kindergartner. And it was impossible to have him do the online class with my three-year-old, like in the background and them getting angry at each other. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. So I teamed up with one of my really good friends, Dee, who I met through the Moms Club. And we made a schedule and her daughters come to their school and we've had this pod. And it's been very good, but also very difficult because it means, you know, less, even less time because I have to actually have to plan classes and research. But it's, it's good because it's kept me busy and it's given me purpose in this you know, in this crazy time, just doing our best to make sure our kids don't like the things we want them to remember from this time is the moments of happiness and like the plays we put on and the swim lessons we did. I don't want them to remember me shouting, don't touch that. Don't put your hand on your eye. You know, it's just, we'll see what happens. Who knows? 
<laughs> oh my God. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing that you t- took on. You make it sound like it was nothing, but it was, that's, I mean, <laughs> you don't just start a school and learn how to teach, you know, overnight. So. Right. Well, I think overall, like this whole group, and even just between you three really represent, you know, America right now. This is probably a good segue into just saying that this last December, 140,000 jobs were lost, and they were all women's jobs, they were all female. Um, And that's because we're dedicated to our families, we are leading, we are basically running the country through this pandemic, but also that disproportionately, the jobs that are being lost are ones held by Black and Latina women. And so I think it's important to to say that because in, in general, you know, we are bringing, you know, America through this pandemic, but also losing our jobs. And I read that in February, we were actually ahead of men and having like 50.03% of job. Um, and now we're grossly behind because of the pandemic. So, you know, anything we can do to help people through but also tell our stories, I think is so important because of this disparity. Whatever we can do to close that gap, I think is important. So Isa, and I, I totally agree with that. I mean, who of us wouldn't agree with that? But so I, I am blessed to still, you know, my I live so close to my parents and my parents, since I've gone back to work, have been watching my kids while I go into our, you know, socially distanced office. But I know that when my dad is unavailable for half a day to watch the kids, I have, I just would not be able to get any work done. I don't know how you do it, Tilo. I don't know how you do it, Isa, and all of you. I, I just hear from Tilo and Isa more about about these these issues. Uh, you're 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 sheroes. I, I usually say you're heroines, but then I'm like heroines too close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same right. boat as Chu too. Like my parents, we live right next door to my parents. Uh-huh. And like the two days, the two days in the past year that like they couldn't help us, like there was no other yeah, nothing can be done. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. just suffer together. <laughs> Michael and I are fighting. It's like nobody has any time to do anything. And to think that you women have been doing this for a year with no support, it's it's just like mind-boggling. mind-boggling. I mean in the in the spirit of transparency, I will say that it wasn't without a cost. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't think we were meant to stay at home with our partners like <laughs> like this all the time, sharing parenting. Um, and I think, you know, all the time together has really brought to light the differences in which we grew up. And that brings conflict, right? Because one way isn't right or wrong, but that's what you know, right? And as you're always continuing to grow as a person, you're trying to figure out, you know, well, how do I do this better? And you kind of have to be vulnerable enough to take that feedback and be like, okay, you're right, which I have a really hard time letting Dave be right, but sometimes he is. But, I, you know, it, you know, it's it, it wasn't without a cost. And, and like we've been saying, it's been difficult. <laughs> but, you know, you know, Rose, I, I do also want to tie back to what you said about the guilt. And I think that's something that we all can feel and we all do feel because we've all been able to maintain and be healthy and we're seeing such a large disparity out there. I mean, the $600 stimulus check, it's like, come on, give me a break. Like, you know, for people that are like on the brink of eviction and or or that can't even buy groceries, like, yes, it'll tide them over, but it's not enough. You know, like it's just not enough. Yeah. And then the other thing you said, I think, which would, you know, help tie us back into like the next part of our agenda is just the dystopian like world that we're living in. I mean, like I was watching the news on the 6th and I was like, this is 
so weird. This looks like Hunger Games or some crazy ass shit that's happening on TV, but it's like real life. It was real life. And it was just un- unbelievable. <laughs> like absolutely unbelievable. There's gonna be a um, movie about it. And the thing is, there's gotta be a movie about this, right? And certain actors are gonna be- There has to be. Play the roles, but it's all, it's so crazy. It's so, it's so, it can be, you know, how do you think about it? It's funny. It's so outlandish. But also it's not funny and it's like very serious. So I imagine three three different versions at least of, of the movies. Depending. Yeah. yeah. And I think like also like as, as a country or even as people that have been just sitting there in their privilege, let's say, we all know very well if it was people of color that had, you know, invaded, there would have been so much more violence, right? And I think that that's sort of what is happening also around the world. It's like, you couldn't avert your eyes from that. And you know now, even if you were sitting in your privilege and you didn't want to recognize it and nobody had confronted you about what privilege you were sitting in, now you know very clearly it happened. And that and that there is a very, very big difference between the way you're treated in this country if you're a white terrorist or if you're protesting for just basic rights, basic human rights. And it's just, it's, it's really made me very heated. <laughs> but that's my piece as I transition us to this <laughs> next topic. Does anybody have any words on, on that that they'd love We're to We're probably all speechless by now. We've all cried our tears. <laughs> We've all expressed our, I don't know, it's like infuriating. It's gross that people can act this way and just be let go to walk back to their hotel rooms and shave their faces so they don't get caught. I just think it it's nuts because I remember the first day of protests um, for George Floyd in LA. Buses were ready. Like I have a friend who protested, was bused to a cemetery in the middle of the night. All their phones were taken away. Once they were released hours later without being able to use the bathroom, which was like probably 3 a.m., they had like she had to rely on a stranger who she didn't know to take her home. And thank God nothing happened. And that that is how they treated peaceful protesters on the first night of a George Floyd, you know, protest due to injustice. But these guys get to damage property. I, I really believe they would have... They like, get trespass into the Capitol. And be walked down the stairs mm-hmm. so they don't get hurt. Or, you know, I really do believe that had they infiltrated the House of Representatives floor mm-hmm. um, without them being evacuated, there would have been more deaths. I really oh, do. hostages would have been taken, for yes. sure. And imagine the situation when just like a small house in LA, there's like a hostage crisis. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole freaking like SWAT team is on them. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, there's definitely something to be said about the response. But this sure. is indicative of the entire administration, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like for those of for those people that are just surprised, like how could this have happened? <laughs> it's like how these are Trump supporters. <laughs> yeah, people need to go to jail and impeached, obviously. But and, and thank God they're being arrested right now. Mm-hmm. Or at least Trump. Well, I mean, the ones who are going to be just—they have their place in history because of these professional photographs of them like dangling in the house and on the dais and sitting in Nancy Pelosi's chair, writing the word, you know, the B word, even though we're like, right. Um, <laughs> and, and like just being totally disrespectful. Those are going to be in the history books that we, that we used to read in high school. People are going to be carrying yeah. around these books with these photographs. And at least that will be, at least that will be part of his legacy. 
Well, we sure hope so because I have family members that still believe. Even now? You know, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> that it's, it's a plot, Antifa, that whole bullshit. Let's call it what it is, you know? <laughs> and so there's a lot of people out there like that. Let's not forget, I, it, was it 70 million people that voted for him? So we really have to keep fighting and see this through because it's not over. Yeah. And I also like, you know, I think there's a lot of arguments about impeachment and whether or not they'll do it just, you know, and go through the process because, you know, there's less than two weeks at this point. But I think it is so important to follow through with it from a precedent standpoint, because people need to know you freaking can't act like that and get away with it. Like that, that's essentially what Hitler did. Like, didn't he try to do a coup and then it wasn't successful. And then years later, he became the dictator. 10 years later. Because there wasn't a precedent, you know, on top of like, obviously losing privileges like security and his pension and whatnot, he would also lose his ability to run again in 2024. And you said it right there, there was 70 million people that voted for him, and they would probably be willing to vote for him again. And and that we cannot allow to happen. So I'm with it. I'm with the impeachment, (laughs) like, hoping that it moves through. Um, But you know, there, there were also... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, bringing it back to like motherhood that night, I had to sit my seven-year-old down to talk to him about what happened. And I think that that's a very difficult conversation to have, but one that is very recurring in our household. We haven't shielded our, in our house, we haven't shielded our, our children from current events. Obviously we do it at a, in a manner that's like to their cognitive ability, but it's been very important to us to explain what's happening in real world, real time, present time to our children so that they understand so that we create the change today for what we want for our legacies for tomorrow, for what we want for our future, because the 70 million people that voted a certain way, I I really do, maybe it's the empathetic like counselor in me. I do believe that some people open their eyes this week, but there's still people who haven't and who are justifying that. And to me, if it's people of our generation who have children who will be growing up with ours, I want to make sure my child, my children are empowered to have that foundation of beliefs that will create change because in a million years, I just never imagined that we would be where we are now. You know, I never oh, supposed to progress. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it just feel like we took steps backwards and it's just so unjust and it's enraging. And it, it as a person of color, it's not something you can just turn off. You know, my, my children are mixed and, and my child my son has he tells me he's like my skin is a lot lighter than yours and I'm like yeah and that comes with privilege buddy and I'm gonna explain he knows what white privilege means he knows how hopefully he he knows and will be able to apply how to use that in the future as he grows up and stands up for things that he believes in even if it means opposing his own peers and so I think those are really important conversations that we need to um, start having with our children as well I think that's such an important point is, you know, seeing it through really means to see it through to the future generation and future generations beyond that. And so, you know, maybe we need to have another Raising Compassionate Leaders and you and Oliver can actually lead it because that I believe it was that morning. I believe it was before I saw everything. Maybe it was that same day you could tell me, Jay, but he was doing his hot chocolate meditation like breathing exercise and I was like that morning yeah and I was I was like everybody in the world freaking needs this right now yeah unbeknownst to us right 
I was going to say, man, you, you need to teach us all how to teach our little ones. And <laughs> we would love to have you on to do that. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be honored. I think it's an imperative part to motherhood to like modern motherhood, right? Like we need mm-hmm. to do that. If we want to create change, it can't just be amongst ourselves. We need to help those around us and our children are the biggest legacy we can leave behind. We should call the episode the gifted episode, but then make it a class for Rose's school. (laughs) Oliver can lead the class in a breathing exercise. Love this synergy. Yeah, let's do it. I think the like the highlight of um, the aftermath of that protest for me has been the children who are exposing their relatives who were at the protest. Have you seen these stories? It warms my heart. Like, yes. she kicked me is out of the <laughs> now here she is and like putting their names identifying them I'm like that's what you get oh <laughs> somehow they raised good children I don't know how but you know they're like yeah. Yeah. they're just they so like- outlandish their children are like it's just hard to not see that they're like crazy but even like Kellyanne Conaway's daughter was like dancing to like an anti-Trump song right in front of her and she's like I hope Sana checks me like please check your mom if she's being ignorant yeah. oh yeah 100 we're gonna be our teachers yeah. like, already all our, our, our teachers but yeah <laughs> all right well it's it's definitely been a wild <laughs> and a wild seven days a it's wild seven much days. SNL tonight Oh my gosh, it has been so gold, (laughs) like in the past few months, it's been really, really wonderful. Um, So excited to see what they're going to have tonight. But yeah, it's it's been a wild season, really, in a wild year. Um, but I think there are still lots of positives to be found. First of all, 2020 brought the podcast to life, and we were able to end the year with two amazing recognitions from the Asian Podcast Network, Best Parenting and Family Podcast, woo, and uh, Best Social Media Presence. Um, so talk about achieving beyond your wildest dreams. And as we, you know, get in gear for season three, um, we have a lot to look forward to, legacy stories to really pay homage to our cultural heritage, um, to talks on the paranormal, which I'm already freaking out about right now. <laughs> and, um, bringing sexy back, Asian sexuality, and really exploring that, and so much more. Um, and um, we're doing something special as well. It's a monthly setting of intention. Um, so I'm I'm really excited about that, Isa. That was a really wonderful idea. Right. I think to go along with mental health, with self care, and you know, I've done away with resolutions for like the past three years, but I didn't replace it with anything. And so I think. You you know, just as a group, as a community, every month, we can set an intention that is achievable, and that is broad, and that you can do small exercises, you know, every day or every minute or once a week to achieve it. Um, and so for January, we're going to do I accept myself as enough. And I think this goes into mom guilt into so many things, but we are enough, we do our best. And I, I know all these women here just go above and beyond and still think it's not enough. Uh, I'm one of those people. Um, but we actually do so much and to t- say to yourself and be proud of yourself and see those little tasks that you do and accept it as you know, I actually do enough. I want to change that. I accept myself as amazing because we do more than enough. Yes. Love that. <laughs> that is our intention for this month. I love that. And, you know, I, I just also don't want to forget about all the connections we've made this year with previous guests 
um, with you, you gals, like our listeners, you know, much of the growth that we experienced this year was, was organic, but was also done through networking. So there was an individual, individual aspect to it and also a network aspect to it. So um, we've had a lot of opportunities come to us through Jerry Wan and the Asian podcast network that we would be remiss not to mention as well as the Asian hustle network and even the Hey Mama group that I'm a part of. So, you know, on that to continue exploring those connections and growth, we also just added ourselves on Clubhouse. So you can also find us there individually and we're planning to to host a room and just, you know, just chat, chat about all these things that are so important to us as modern moms. So be on the lookout for that if you're um, on the app. Yes. yes. And, and if you have hand it over to you. Or I mean, an iPhone 6S. You can't get it if you have an iPhone 6. I've tagged. You cannot. I think that. we've all upgraded beyond that, too. I think you're the only one. <laughs> Everyone who's listening is like, well, duh. <laughs> okay. I, I, I want to give a shout out also to Nicole Fisher for being a guest, Jenny Kim with an amazing food experience, um, Guilford Green, and frankly, um, and then I can't forget to mention Karma from Booty Pop Fridays, a dear friend of mine for, I mean, really, you know, kicking off our Instagram lives and takeover um, with shedding light on body positivity and giving us, you know, like some moves too. <laughs> And I have to add just like her mesmerizing content. Anytime I'm scrolling through Instagram and like her page comes up, I'm always like, oh, <laughs> can I do that? It's like, she does it so well. <laughs> well. One day I will I will be able to take one of those classes and I will do it. And you guys, one day we're going to host a class. TikToks is going to host this booty pop class. And you guys all are going to be there because you're going to shed <laughs> all the you know, notions of embarrassment or anything you might have, because it really, it is just about being women and having fun. Yeah. And I'm going to drink before that too. Me I don't too. Drink before I work out, but I'll I have a wine and booty pop. Yes. Wine yes. and booty pop. Yep. Yeah. You want to close us out, Chuk? I'm going to close us out. Okay. I'm so <laughs> excited to see what 2021 brings. Like, oh, the possibilities, especially like, where are we? January? January 9th. January 9th. January 9th. Oh my gosh, 11 days, especially the 11 days following today. That's going to be crazy. And just like, okay, and the rest of the year, I'm so excited for what the year has in store for us. And I love that no matter what happens, I know that we have each other. We will have this community to talk to. And and that includes all of all of our guests, Jay, Rose, and Maureen. I can't wait for the day that we're all vaccinated. I know that we're all pretty healthy and depending on where you are, I mean, LA, what, 7.8 million before us. If you're in Orange County, you guys can always move to Orange County. There will only be 2.3 million in front of us. But For the vaccine. I think Maureen's vaccinated. Yes! Okay. <laughs> and, and you deserve it. You still <laughs> I get my vaccine on Tuesday. Ooh, what? That's amazing. I'm, oh my God. I, I can't. Yes. Because you are our frontliners, thank you so much. You deserve the vaccine too. <laughs> we all deserve it, though. We all deserve it. <laughs> I'm happy your state has gotten yeah, it to teachers it. and counselors. And if I could, I would take a bath in it. Honestly, uh, once we're all vaccinated, we're gonna have a big ass party together. <laughs> we're all gonna hug and and Whoa, go crazy, hug each other. Oh my god! Hug. We're gonna we're gonna shake hands. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna shake hands too. We're gonna touch each other. 
That's going to be such an odd party. <laughs> Great content. Having parties, caving content, interacting with our husbands and our moms. <laughs> Give us great content. But thank you for joining us, everyone. Let's keep in touch and yeah. keep on conversing in the future. And supporting each other. Yeah. Thank you. Happy 2021. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you, Maureen. Thank you, Maureen. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. like to give credit to our husbands without their support on this project um, it would not be possible on top of that we'd like to thank our technical crew um, music production by baby daddy beats and graphic design curated by kano imamura and also i'd love to thank all of you guys co-executive producers all four of us you know this is our baby so thank you guys